0: It's Michelle here. Hey, thank you for joining us. Uh, Many of you have been listening to all What is now this is the sixth in a a six-part series uh, talking about the four developmental tasks I've heard lots of stories from everybody and emails texts even even connections on social media Kind of sharing. Oh my goodness. This is the thing I learned from this. I love that I love when you guys share this is what I'm learning This is what I'm doing. This is how it's helping me or helping me help others. So keep those stories coming. So uh, for this last one, I really wanted to just do kind of a a final concluding call. Um, As I was going through and initially planning all of this, I I didn't think it would be so much. (laughs) So I, I wasn't necessarily planning on a half an hour for each one of the tasks. Uh, And then I thought, man, that's a lot of information. And what in the world do you do with it all? So I really wanted to spend some time this morning just kind of wrapping this series up, giving you some final thoughts, uh, some ideas of what to do going forward. Um, So let me just talk about a few concluding steps, and then we'll talk about how do you go forward from here. So the first thing I want to remind you is that we all struggle... In some way, with each one of these four developmental tasks. So remember, we've been going through and, and self-assessing from a, a one to ten level to try to figure out where are you at with each one. Some of you have shared with me that, oh man, I've got you know a really low score in this one area, but I'm really good in the others. Uh, one person said, oh no what am I going to do? I have a low score in all four, right? And then somebody else said, oh, I definitely see that I have a low score in this one and this one, and I know why, okay? So, so really, I want to remind you that the purpose for going through this is not uh, judgment. It's not to say, hey, look how screwed up I am, right? It's to become aware Right? You can't do anything about anything unless you are aware of it. Okay. Choice is a function of awareness. So now that you know more, you can choose to do more. Okay? So please do not think that you are screwed up or you are imperfect or you are, you know, less than because you have an issue in one, two, three, or all four of these areas. Now you are on a journey where you can become better, okay? Another thing I want to say is that our symptoms are not the problem. So for each one of these tasks we went through and we talked about symptoms, right? So depression, anxiety, um, anger, uh, gosh, I can't even think of some of them, Um, inferiority complex, judgment, impulsive behavior. Um, let's see, what are some of the, of my other perfectionism, guilt, rage, uh, even, even things having to deal with, you know, inability to make good, good friendships or guilt or manipulation, right? Those things are not our problem. Those are symptoms. Those are effects. They're not causes. So, many people, what they do is they they choose to, you know, take one of those symptoms, that's the result, the effect, and, and they try to change that. But if you're not reaching back to the actual cause that's bringing on the effect, you're never going to see a different effect. And so, that's really why I wanted to highlight these four tasks, because those are the causes. Okay? So you know, when you're searching for meaning in your life, right, and you don't find meaning in your life, you're going to become a depressed person, right? When you're just living for your nine-to-five job, just to getting up and going and, you know, uh, you're at work because you know you got to make money and you're kind of fond of eating, right? Um, But you're hoping that you can find meaning on the nights and weekends. It's not going to last for too long. You're not going to live a rich, full, and deep life, right? And and let's say, you know, maybe, maybe you're not that great at relationships, right? You're searching for meaning. You're wanting that love and bonding, right? So many people will try to make changes in their life, you know, let's go have a, a, a cabin on the weekends. Let's go out and party, you know, in the evenings. You're trying to find that love and connection somewhere, um, when in reality you're really looking for meaning and significance, okay? So going back to that root cause, or uh, you're looking for purpose, right? Purpose comes from the idea that you know what you want and you know what you don't want and you're on that path to getting it, right? It's direction and truth, that's the boundaries. Right? What's, in, what's within your fence line? Right? Um, I was watching a documentary um, just last night and the person on the show was talking about how she comes from this very traditional family and she was expected to go down a certain path. So she went into social work and she went out and she was, um, you know, trying to find purpose in this work and she, she got fired. And she didn't know what to do, so she went back to school uh, and followed another path that her parents decided that she would be good for, and she got a law degree. And she thought, oh, that will bring me purpose, right? And she never stopped to think about, what do I like? What do I not like? What do I really want to do with my life? Until she had a series of of events happen that basically forced her to, to go through this thinking, and then all of a sudden she, she's a chef (laughs) and she, you know, has this amazing story and it made me think about this idea of boundaries, that man, if she had had the opportunity when she was young to really figure out what she likes and, and doesn't like and make that choice for herself, she could have found purpose sooner in her life, Okay. Um, so so looking at, you know, which degree should I get, that that's that's the effect. Right? The cause is going back to what do I really want to do in life? Um, satisfaction. You know, satisfaction comes from realizing that you're good enough. Right? That you're not all good and you're not all bad. When you make one mistake, it's not like you're a horrible person, right? When, when you do one great thing, it's not that you're the best person, right? You have a good understanding of who you are and you're satisfied, okay? So for example, I love this, uh, 24 hour rule that John Maxwell talks about a lot and I try to live by this one. So basically it says that when you have done something really amazing, so let's say you've you've got an award, right? I'm thinking about my son. Here in the next week, he's going to go to this uh, special event. He was nominated as one of the only kids from his county um, in his school to, to be a part of this leadership program that's basically going to last for the next four years when he's in high school. I'm so proud of him, and I'm trying to help him understand, you know, it's going to be your day. Like, we're going to celebrate you, and you're going to be amazing. And then 24 hours after that, you're going to get back to the same person, (laughs) okay? Like you don't get to be king forever because you won this award. You got to get back to work. You got to show me that you're a leader, okay? Uh, And the opposite is also true. You know, when you make a mistake, when you do something and you're like, oh man, I totally screwed up on that one, I I remember not too long ago, I sent an email. And I was not thinking, I was not intentional about the email and I hit reply all and I was replying to somebody and I was speaking in a language that I knew she would understand, but it was worded in such a way that everybody else in the reply all. Yeah, didn't end up so well. So first of all, I had to immediately reply all back and explain. I'm so sorry. I could have said this. Please forgive me. And then when I saw that person in person after that, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> right? But I also had to keep it in perspective and say, you know what? Yeah, that happened. And I could be sad and, and mad and, you know, angry at myself for, for 24 hours. And after that, get over it, get on with it, right? So when you, when you operate like that, you can have a greater satisfaction in your life because you have a good assessment of yourself. Okay? And then the last thing is just being fulfilled. You're looking for fulfillment, right? Um, You know, a lot of people look for fulfillment in their jobs, right? And that might work for a time, and then something happens when you lose your job. You realize like, ooh, that wasn't everything, right? And a lot of people, they don't even look for, f- for fulfillment in their job anymore. They just know they're never going to get it. And so they focus on their family. And that's great. And then their children leave home. And then what? Right? And, and so fulfillment is, again, this maturity. The ability to exercise the talents that you have in some way that makes the world better. You can give with a generous heart. Okay. And so rather than looking at, oh my, you know, my job is horrible and I need to change jobs, looking at it and saying, you know what, what, what is going to bring me that fulfillment I'm really looking for? Okay. So again, we're, we're trying to focus not on the symptoms, but on the, the needs that we have in order to, uh, fix the causes. Okay. And, and one thing that I didn't really highlight, but has run through this whole series, is the need to be a part of a healing community. Okay, so let me clarify that. So, you know, we talked about having safe people, right? Especially when you're trying to beef up this bonding and attachment task, you need safe people to have good positive relationships with. Same thing with boundaries, right? You you need to be able to speak up for yourself. And for many people who've never practiced that, um, like for example, I was talking to a, a coaching client yesterday, and I found it interesting that she has made massive improvements in her dream as far as her job goes, because she's allowed herself to really build her boundaries and speak up for herself and learn this mindset shift in that area of her life. And so now, she originally came to me several years ago about relationships. And so now we're trying to apply that same thinking to her relationships so she understands how to speak up for herself. So she's developed these relationships in her professional life that are going to help her in her personal life. So she didn't just say, okay, let's go and completely fix my personal life because Unfortunately, there are some unsafe people in her personal life, okay? But the healing community is actually her professional life. Does that make sense? And then this idea of good and bad, you know, and failing forward. Gosh, you know, you you need to be involved with a group of people who are constantly spurring you on who, you know, your your inner circle of folks, so I talk about this a lot, your inner circle are those people who encourage you, who support you, who want to see you win, right? And because they want to see you win, if they see something in you and they're like, oh, hey man, you know, you really gotta, you gotta nip that thing in the bud, right? They're honest with you, And they're also the ones that when you come to the table and you're kind of down on yourself, they're the first ones to say, no, 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 I I call BS on that one. Nope, this is who you really are, right? They remind you who you are, right? So that inner circle is your healing community when you're dealing with that third developmental task. And then maturity, you know, you need um, all the healing community for yourself, more in the first three tasks. And I would say for the last one, for maturity, it starts to shift to you being a part of other people's healing community. So when you are fully mature, you are able to see that other people have a need and ask yourself, what can I do to help fill that need? Now, sometimes the answer is nothing, right? But but many times the answer is all kinds of things. And so you begin to be that healing place for somebody else. And the thing is that when you begin to give that love off to other people, you get it more in return. Okay, which brings us right on back to that whole attachment piece, the, the number one. Because remember we said that that attachment and bonding is uh, very addictive now, when you feel connected and, and uh, loved and supported, you want to give that off, and then it comes right back to you, and you want more of it. Y- you see how all these work together? Okay, so what in the world do we do with this now? Right? W- what do we do? How do we move forward? Um, you might say, Michelle, this is great, and I'm so ha- happy, but I-, I don't know what to do with this going forward. Okay. So there's a couple things. Number one is just to stay connected to what you have written down. So I hope that you took notes. If you did not, you may want to go back and re-listen and take down some notes. I hope that you did the self-reflection, the 1 to 10 rating for each one. And what you can do is is put those one to two action steps into place for each one of these and just keep practicing. Okay? Um, I would highly encourage you that maybe in another month, so don't let too much time go by, but maybe another month, just come back to your notes and rate yourself again. Say, okay, for this love and bonding one, what do I rate myself? One to ten. And just see does your number change? And if it changes, why? If it doesn't, why? Just ask yourself those questions. Okay. Uh, Another thing that I would highly suggest is that you connect with somebody who has also listened to this podcast and has their notes and and has done the self-reflection. So, That might mean, for some of you, I know that you've been listening with a group of people, so that's easier for you. Um, I do know of of one, uh, it's a a small business. They have about four people on their staff, and they're all listening together. You guys know who you are. Hello. Um, And and so I've talked to them already, and they're going to use this as their professional development plan. So in their weekly meetings, they're going to take aside about 15 to 20 minutes and just ask each other, how are you at, at the four tasks? Okay. Um, for others of you, you've been listening to this podcast by yourself. I would highly recommend that you find a safe person. So this could be a mentor, a coach, a a best friend, an employee, a staff member, a teammate, whoever. Have them listen to the whole series and then meet together regularly and just ask each other, how are you doing with these? Because here is the real trick to personal and professional development. It has nothing to do with the results or the outcomes that you want. And everything to do with these causes. When you really get down to the nitty gritty of what's going on inside your head and inside those beliefs that you formed all the way throughout your, your uh, life... All of a sudden, you're going to see the results and outcomes start to change. It's going to feel like you've not done any work. Like, all of a sudden, you know, you'll have better relationships, and, and you'll feel like you didn't do anything to make that happen. However, in reality, you've done everything to make that happen. This is the essence behind this whole podcast. Change your thinking. Change your life. If you've never done work like this before, I highly encourage you, just let this be your grand experiment, okay? Even if you think it's wild and crazy and, you know, you're not so sure about me or my work anymore, just let it be your experiment and see what happens, okay? And if you still are unsure of what to do next, I would love to just chat with you. You can email me. Uh, again, it's Michelle at grow by one. So the number one, growbyone.com. You can also reach out on social media. Uh, Many people have done that. and That's just fine. Let me know. I would love to have a conversation with you. Make sure you're on the right path here. Um, And I'm just going to throw this out there to you. Uh, Many people who are listening, they might have the idea of like, man, how can I connect further with you, Michelle, in your work? Well, the first idea is just to stay connected to this podcast, number one. Uh, But number two, if you are interested in uh, maybe talking about a coaching package or talking about maybe some group coaching experiences, um, let me know. I'm currently going into a a time in my business where I'm doing a lot of reflecting and I'm thinking about what to do in the next six months or so. So um, I would love some feedback in that area. And if enough people say, yeah, Michelle, I think I really want to talk to you more about this idea or... Uh, have some group coaching, then uh, then I'll, I'll think into that. Okay? I hope you found this helpful. I hope that this has really um, kind of jarred you a little bit, because uh, quite frankly, I'm perfectly comfortable with your discomfort. That means there's growth and learning on the other side. Uh, and again, let me know how things are going. And uh, especially if you have thoughts or ideas for, for any upcoming podcast episodes, I'll take those as well. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.